Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Ben Stevens. We are live right here on FFC on the Sports Grid Radio Network. After a few days off for both of the gentlemen on Football Full Circle today, we are back locked and loaded to send you in to the weekend. He is the mastermind of the Patriot. That would be Joe Lisi. I am Ben Stevens. Lisi guy, how you feeling on this Friday on FFC? Oh, doing well, Ben. This is it. The calm before the storm. Before everything, after the Masters are over and now yeah. the long off season, maybe we could turn our sights and, and eyes on week one of the college football season. But there's still a lot of NFL news to get through. Obviously, the draft in a few weeks, but more importantly, Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson. Where do those two quarterbacks wind up uh, this coming year? Yeah, absolutely so. And that will be a continued focus here, Lisi, in terms of when those deals, if deals are able and to be out there for Lamar Jackson and Aaron Rodgers. A Green Bay Packer quarterback is now a New York Jet quarterback, Joe, but that's Tim Boyle, Aaron's backup in Green Bay in 2019 and 2020. He has made three starts in the National Football League, all coming two years ago with the Lions. He was in Chicago most recently in 2022, but now he is in the quarterback room in New York. At least Joe Aaron Rodgers is getting all of his friends or people close to him contracts, and I guess that's a pretty nice thing. Yeah, I mean, it's great. I mean, Tim Boyle, it's amazing how some of these backup journeyman quarterbacks land in the league. I mean, he wasn't even a standout in college, let alone Tim Boyle is a a legitimate backup in terms of the NFL. I'm I'm absolutely flabbergasted when I see some of these guys sign, you know, backup deals. It's amazing. It really is. The the fact that they could potentially read a playbook, uh, I, I don't get it. I really don't. But at the end of the day, You know, it it brings a solidification in terms of the quarterback position. But again, you know, Aaron Rodgers is still not a New York Jet. Where where is he going to land? I mean, is there an outlier there that potentially the New York Jets don't get Aaron Rodgers or or the quarterback of the next two or three seasons? And if that doesn't happen, where do they turn in terms of that situation? Absolutely so. But I do think, Joe... They will get Aaron Rodgers. I think the question is the timetable, right? We are less than three weeks away right now, Joe Lisi. April 27th, 2023. That is the opening round of the 2023 NFL Draft in Kansas City. Exactly three weeks from today, it will be that second round, day number two, which features rounds two and three. Both the Jets and the Packers, I guess, but mainly New York, Joe, because Joe Douglas is the one that needs to acquire Aaron Rodgers, has maintained there's not really a pressure cooker right now. 
now. There's not necessarily a timeline that needs to be fulfilled, yada, yada, yada. But you would think, Joe, at a certain point, to build excitement for shaping the rest of your roster, you would want to have this deal done before the NFL draft, right? Your focus can be on selecting new players, how they might fit with your new quarterback in Aaron Rodgers. You wouldn't want distraction away from just that future of your franchise over those three days, Thursday through Saturday in KC Mo. So it's interesting, Joe. They say there's no timetable. They don't feel pressure. Of course, that's all probably lip service into the public, but I think that timeline holds that you would want this Aaron Rodgers deal done in the next two weeks or so. We, yeah, but, you know, we sat here about a month ago saying that it wouldn't go past March 15th or 16th, and here we are, fast forward four weeks later, and we're still saying, oh, it's got to be done sooner rather than later. At the end of the yeah. day, I could tell you this. He is a veteran. He will have no problem, obviously, being ready week one. The problem remains is that it's a new organization, it's a new team, it's new pieces in place, and to get that quarterback-to-wide receiver relationship down with Garrett Wilson and some of the younger wide receivers, that takes time. So, yeah. you know, that that is, I think, you know, the, the biggest thing when we look at Aaron Rodgers, he wasn't willing to do it in Green Bay. He's not going to be willing to do it in New York. He's expecting everything to be in place like a plug-and-play as soon as August and September come around, and that's not the way it works. I'm sorry. Even though Aaron Rodgers might be a Jet, I'm selling this team the rest of the way. Certainly so. We haven't seen much movement in their odds, Joe, but we have seen their price to win the AFC move back by $2. I don't think that's the delay of this Aaron Rodgers deal, but I do think, Joe, it's maybe a resurfacing of sorts, having an understanding that the Jets, just because they get Aaron Rodgers, are not destined to play in the AFC Championship game. There is so much ground to make up in a very competitive AFC where it seems like at the moment, Joe, most of the good quarterbacks starting at this level in the National Football League are over in this conference and not in the NFC. We also heard, Joe, earlier this week in their pre-draft luncheon slash press conference, Eric DaCosta, John Harbaugh, the members of the Baltimore Ravens front office, speak to media, and things got a little bit tense because the media relations department of the Ravens organization said we're not really going to talk about Lamar Jackson and reporters still ask those questions anyway. Baltimore not feeling comfortable it seems at the moment, Joe. Speaking about their contract negotiations with Lamar, we haven't really gotten a ton of insight here as of late of what the gap is between these two sides. Yeah, I mean, it's it's compensation, isn't it? Isn't, isn't that what the New York Jets want? They want compensation. It all comes down to money and risk-reward. If we give up something, we want something in return to be better for two or three years down the road. Absolutely so. But for Lamar Jackson, a lot goes into that conversation where for Aaron Rodgers, it's a different story. But you're right, Joe. Both are trade compensation holdups at this moment. You can just invest more in Lamar Jackson because he's only 26 years old. More here on Football Full Circle up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Ben Stevens. We are back here on FFC. So, Lisi, like we mentioned at the top of the show, less than three weeks away from the NFL's draft's opening round. Thursday, April 27th in Kansas City, that opening night, first round action. And, Lisi, we've seen some big movement as it pertains to the odds of who will be that number one overall selection just in the last 48 hours or so. As we left Indianapolis, Joe, a couple of months ago, now about a month and a half ago, from the NFL scouting combine, Bryce Young, despite not working out, Joe, was still the odds-on favorite leaving Indy at minus 175. He was measured at 5'10.5". Some called into question maybe his stature to play at the NFL level. However... He still was minus 175. About a week later, Joe, the Carolina Panthers traded up to grab that number one overall selection from the Chicago Bears. And almost instantaneously, Joe Lisi, C.J. Stroud from Ohio State became the heavy odds-on favorite to go number one overall. A clear indication from the odds that Carolina was focused on C.J. to be their quarterback of the future under first-year head coach in Frank Reich. And then we got this report, Lisi, from ESPN's Chris Mortensen just a couple of days ago that the Panthers now are sold on Bryce Young. He is their focus. He is their future. And Lisi, it moved the odds where both Young and Stroud had the same price, minus 110, to be that first overall pick. Now it's worked back to Stroud a little bit, Lisi, minus 140 for the quarterback from Columbus, Ohio. Now, Lisi, how do you assess everything here in all of this conversation and smoke screens we've seen in the last few days? Well, I think it's smoke screens, right? They're never going to tell you who they're going to take because they want to try and get more. You never know, man. What, what happens if somebody really falls in love with Bryce Young? They like Shroud, and, the, and all of a sudden they, you know, give them four number ones. I'm just throwing a number out there. You never know, right? So they're putting out smoke screens. At the end of the day, they know, know who they like. I think it is Bryce Young, though. I, I do believe that Bryce Young is the best quarterback in this draft class, minus the height. The ability to step up in big games, I think, is something that you can't teach, right? The the ability to be poised, the ability to keep your eyes down the field at all times, by time, not just running the football, but by escaping, pocket presence, and then finding and locating wide receivers in the passing tree is what Bryce Young does better than any quarterback in this draft class. Pop in the tape, put in that game in Knoxville, and, and you would be wowed about that. 
that type of performance because he solely led that team back, right? They had the 49-42 lead because of Bryce Young's ability to stay in the pocket, deal and deliver the football, and that's what he's going to bring on the next level. So I think Stroud has the intangibles. He's still a little raw when it compares to where Bryce Young is, slightly below him, but it goes it goes Young, it goes Stroud, one and two. You think so? I also agree with you. I would take Bryce Young ahead of C.J. Stroud. I've said that all draft process long. But it is interesting, Joe, because as soon as Carolina took that first overall selection, it quickly flipped to C.J. Stroud. We saw a conversation between Josh McCown, the QB's coach in Carolina, speaking with C.J. after his pro day at Columbus for Ohio State. Something of a joke of they're both good basketball players. we got to set up a horse game when he gets to Charlotte. Almost even intensifying those odds for C.J. Stroud to be that first overall selection. It will be very interesting, Joe, between these two quarterbacks, who goes one and potentially who falls at number two to the Houston Texans. I think both Carolina and Houston, Joe, are going to take a quarterback in those first two picks, don't you? Well, you know, it's interesting because D'Amico Ryans is a defensive-minded coach, and they have Davis Mills there. You know, they don't have to go quarterback technically in year number one. I mean, you would like to think with a first-year coach, they want to get their quarterback, you know, for the next four to five seasons. You groom them now in year number one, build the foundation, and you're off and running in years two and three. But I brought it up about a, a week and a half, two weeks ago, Will Anderson at that particular time was 30 to 1 to go second overall. D'Amico Ryan's defensive-minded coach went to Alabama. You know, Bryce Young was the favorite at number two, and Will Anderson was like 30 to 1. He's now 7 to 1. So when you look at it, you know, they can go defense. I mean, he's clearly one of the best edge rushers, dominant defensive players in terms of this draft and the way Micah Parsons transformed Dallas's defense. You can make the argument that if D'Amico Ryans reaches up and gets Will Anderson at two overall, it's not a bad selection to start year number one. Yeah, I just think, Joe, when you have this position to take a quarterback that can literally shape your franchise, and I do believe that either Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud are going to be successful NFL quarterbacks. Anthony Richardson, a little bit more development is necessary. You know my thoughts on Will Levis. I know you feel the same. I think when you are in that position, Joe, to potentially shape the future of your franchise, where you have some congruency between a rookie head coach and a rookie quarterback that can work and grow together, I think that's a huge, huge component of it all. And Davis Mills has proven, at least in my estimation, Joe, he is not that quarterback of the future. I don't even think he's really a successful quarterback to bridge the gap. I think you would be picking early on again next year. If you think you're in love with Caleb Williams and you want to tank for Caleb, then maybe. But I think with either Stroud or Young, you have the ability there to change the entire landscape of what your franchise does and how it operates, even with a defensive-minded head coach. But, Joe, as we go from picks one and two, number three right now is the Arizona Cardinals. Number four the Indianapolis Colts, that fourth overall selection as the Colts do their due diligence on Lamar Jackson has been thought of potentially on the move. I'm not so sure Baltimore is going to get that fourth overall selection. But Joe, it's really fascinating. Yesterday morning in Lexington, obviously the campus site of Kentucky, Will Levis had a private workout with Indianapolis GM uh, Chris Ballard was in attendance among some others. 
There is a chance, Joe, that maybe Indianapolis looks to draft Will Levis with that fourth overall selection. The Colts are the favored team to take Levis at plus 200. But, Joe, here's the other interesting wrinkle. The Indianapolis Colts are also the favored team to take Anthony Richardson, and it's the same price to draft either A.R. or Will Levis at 2-1. to one. But, Joe, I add in one more component of the odds to paint this entire picture. Anthony Richardson, at this moment, is an odds-on favorite, minus 150, to be that number three overall pick. But Arizona currently holds that third overall pick. And we do not believe, Joe, at this moment, at this time, Arizona would be remotely interested in drafting a quarterback, knowing how much they paid Kyler Murray this past offseason. So, Joe, how do you make sense of all those prices with the news coming out about what Indianapolis might prefer to do? How do you make sense of it all? Well, I mean, if I'm Indy, I'm taking AR over Will Levis, hands down. I mean, they're both mobile quarterbacks, but at the end of the day, you have much more upside, in my opinion, with Anthony Richardson than Will Levis. Will Levis does not even deserve, in my opinion, to be mentioned in this conversation. But if you're looking at, you know, Steichen, what he was able to do with Jalen Hurts, I would want that SEC caliber player in terms of Anthony Richardson over Will Levis. Uh, Again, I I go back to Will Levis, couldn't beat out Sean Clifford, Anthony Richardson, the growing pains in terms of two different offenses with Dan Mullen and Billy Napier. That can be an argument about why he didn't maybe progress as much, especially in in completion percentage. A raw athlete that if you can channel that, oh baby, you're cooking with fire in the first two years, right? You just need to put playmakers around Anthony Richardson, and that's where Indy is a little weak. The other situation in terms of, you know, okay, Arizona's number three. Well, Seattle's number five. Now, are they gonna are they gonna trade? I mean, you know, Arizona to go from three to five with a divisional uh, opponent. I wouldn't give up that pick, but maybe that's an option to to reach up and grab AR or another quarterback. It would be really interesting, really, really interesting, Joe, to see what that move would be. I want to throw out a prop to you, Joe Lisi. And I want you to give me your honest assessment and what you think the betting public would do. We'll talk about that up next here on Football Full Circle. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. 
every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Ben Stevens. We are back live right here on Football Full Circle. He's Joe Lisi. I am Ben Stevens. So, Lisi, here's a prop that I want to set for you. Given all the conversation around Will Levis and Anthony Richardson, I think it's pretty surefire, Joe. Stroud and Bryce Young will be drafted in the top 10. And unlike last year, when there was only one quarterback selected in the entirety of the first round, a historically low number, this year, Lisi, there might be four or five taken in the first round, and maybe early and often. Joe, if I set the number, at three and a half quarterbacks to be drafted inside the top 10. First, give me your assessment. Which way would you go on that number? So, how many quarterbacks in the top 10? I would say Numbers three. Number is three and a half. Over, under three and a half. I would say three. So, three. Mm-hmm. So, you're going under. Correct. Okay. Good to know. Fair enough. That is your assessment, though. Why under at three? Well, I only think there should be two. Uh, I mean, if you're asking me, I think it should only be Stroud and, and and Bryce Young. But I believe that now, because of Anthony Richardson, because of his athleticism, because of the hype now every day on ESPN, they're pumping this guy up. And, and again, he is a raw talent. But from his play on the field, I still don't think he's worthy of a top 10 selection. I think he's more in the area, like we mentioned, 20 to 32 in that area, you know, later first round if you want to take a shot. But I think a team will reach up and grab him. I'd be shocked if a team grabs both Will Levis and Anthony Richardson in the top 10. I would be absolutely shocked at that in terms of if that's the way it plays plays out in three or four weeks. Okay, so then if I tell you the public is going to bet the three and a half over under for quarterbacks taken in the top 10, which way do you think they would side? What has the juice? They always go over. They did it last year with Malik Willis and and all the hype regarding those quarterbacks. It's like, oh, quarterbacks are a game changer. We need them. And they got screwed last year because Kenny Pickett was the only quarterback worthy of a first-round grade. So I think they're going to go over. I would as well. Joe, I think we're going to see four quarterbacks taken in the top ten. Knowing how quarterback rich this draft class is at least based on perception and how many teams still drafting in that top 10 need a quarterback again six of the 10 teams in the top 10 really could use a quarterback in some form or fashion I think we're going to see it I think Carolina and Houston are for sure I think Indianapolis will find itself a quarterback this offseason whether it's trading away a pick to try to get Lamar Jackson or multiple early round draft selections either in this draft or next to get Lamar Jackson. I think Indianapolis is going to end up with a quarterback, but I really think they probably use that fourth overall selection. And then whether it's the Raiders to give Anthony Richardson or Will Levis some time, the Falcons, I think there's going to be a team, Joe, that takes a flyer on a quarterback that has potential Maybe we are not as high on that potential, but has potential. I think four quarterbacks are going to go in the first 10 picks of this NFL draft. I, I mean, Ben, I mean, it, 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 that's the way teams want to go. But you tell me, I mean, are, are four quarterbacks 
<clears throat> or even five worthy in the first round? No, they're not. They're not worthy based off their play. They weren't worthy last year. The only quarterback worthy of a first-round grade was Kenny Pickett. But we heard about, you know, the athleticism of Malik Willis. You don't think there's any concerns by any of these teams seeing how Malik Willis fell and seeing how he played in terms of year one to reach up and grab a raw prospect like Will Levis or Anthony Richardson? I mean, that's a huge investment in terms of a top-10 celebrity. Election. Yeah, I, I agree. It's a huge, huge investment. It's an investment I'm not sure I would make. I am intrigued by Anthony Richardson. I am. I will admit that. Not in Will Levis, as we have said multiple times. But I am intrigued by AR. I think if he were to fit in the right scenario, then Anthony Richardson really could have some success. I don't think he's as much of a project, Joe, as other people have made him made him sound. But I heard this the other day. I was, I was watching a TV show in a Football commentator I really like. Made not not comparing Anthony Richardson to Patrick Mahomes by any means, Joe, but said, you know, the last quarterback that was really perceived as a project that needed some time to develop and work in the National Football League, who just had to sit out for a year. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes is not an example of the trend in the National Football League, Joe, in my mind, of quarterbacks sitting out a year to get that time, to get their footing in the National Football League. Mahomes is the exception. We have not seen that be the case. Zach Wilson could have used some time. Trey Lance could still use some time. Mac Jones could have used some time. Justin Fields could have used some time. Everybody could have used some time, but they didn't get it. Patrick Mahomes is that exception, Joe. He's not the example of quarterbacks that are now in the given trend when you invested them with a first-round draft pick, but certainly with inside the top 10, time to settle into the National Football League. And I'm not entirely sure, Joe, outside of Las Vegas, one of those organizations in the top 10 that would have time for Anthony Richardson or a Will Levis to sit on the sideline and learn and grow at the next level, right? You're not giving that benefit of the doubt anymore. Yeah, you're right about the better. It's win now or or get off the pot, you know, as they say. I mean, you have to win immediately. And, you know, I blame Nick Saban for that, for coming into Tuscaloosa, changing, you know, a mediocre team into a a legitimate winner. Winning now has changed both the college and the NFL landscape. So that's the, the mindset of every team, right? The way Joe Burrow came in three years ago and transformed that franchise, that's what you want when you take a top five selection. The difference between Patrick Mahomes and Anthony Richardson is glaring. I mean, Patrick Mahomes was much more advanced as a pocket passer in Texas Tech's scheme than Anthony Richardson. I mean, he led FBS in back-to-back years during his tenure under a sub 500 team. That's the difference in terms of Patrick Mahomes to Anthony Richardson. Patrick Mahomes wasn't looking to tuck it and run every time there was pressure there. Go back to the tape, put it on. Pat Mahomes bought more time with a terrible offensive line for the Red Raiders to locate his wide receivers. Go to that game where he dueled it out with Baker Mayfield. He was like 30 yards deep, and he still made completions in terms of, you know, down the field. That's the difference 
difference in terms of Pat Mahomes to AR. You know, and, and so you can't, I mean, I understand what they're saying is, yeah, Mahomes wasn't technically NFL ready, but he was much more advanced in terms of the passing tree than when sure. where AR is now in terms of breaking down coverage, staying in the pocket, because that is his weakness right now. Look at the tape. When AR is forced to stand in the pocket, he struggles. Absolutely so. Again, I don't, I don't think we compare Patrick Mahomes and Anthony Richardson. I don't think you were by any means there, Joe. It's just in terms of a quarterback using whatever time they're allowed to develop with or whatever it might be at that next level to then be an eventual successful, and in Patrick Mahomes' case, a two-time MVP and Super Bowl champion level quarterback in the National Football League. But I guess the overall point being, Joe, I don't know – in today's NFL, it doesn't seem all that long ago, the 2018 NFL draft that Patrick Mahomes was taken in the first round, but it does feel like quite some time, right? It was a while ago, or the 2017 NFL draft, excuse me, but that is a difference of a couple of years now, Joe, where the standard has been, if you draft a quarterback in the first round, certainly in the top 10, certainly in the top 10, that quarterback is expected to start week number one. For your franchise. So if Anthony Richardson goes to the Colts, Joe, at number four overall, there's not a quarterback there that they're going to start over him. Maybe Las Vegas, maybe Detroit, who drafts sixth overall, Lisi. That might be a case where Anthony Richardson can sit on the sideline, but then you kind of show Jared Goff the door already. That's not going to be a great look. Maybe. Maybe Lisi with Las Vegas, obviously with Jimmy Garoppolo, the three-year, $76 million deal that was signed just a few weeks ago earlier this offseason. But again, if, if he goes to Indianapolis, he's starting right away. If he goes to Seattle, he's probably sitting behind Geno Smith. There's a couple of spots, but if you're investing that lucrative of draft capital, that early on in the first round, it is not the expectation anymore, all right, kid, go learn from this veteran quarterback and start to find your strides in the National Football League. C.J. Stroud goes one overall, Joe, to Carolina. Bryce Young goes number one overall, or whoever goes two. They're starting week number one, day number one. There is no ifs, ands, or buts about that. Uh, exactly, which is why, like, you look at the situation with Trey Lance, and he's up against it in San Francisco. They reached up and grabbed him third overall, hasn't put together a full season yet, and they still don't know if he's the quarterback this year. So that is the downside to reaching up and, and getting a guy that you're not 100% sure can go in and play immediately from day one, right? Look at the New York Jets. Right. Zach Wilson, he's the guy. He's the guy. He's He's the guy. He's going to be like Sam Darnold 2.0 before we know it, right? So so that is why I say if you're taking it, it's win immediately with a guy that you know can obviously make plays in the passing game. If you have a quarterback that is inconsistent in, in terms of the completion percentage, the only outlier is Josh Allen. More times than not, you pick 10 guys, nine of them are going to be busts, and Josh Allen will be the outlier. So that is the risk with a are in, a ter- in terms of a top five? Certainly so. A lot of people, Joe, have gone back and watched Anthony Richardson's tape, and they'll highlight Florida having a shaky offensive line, and they'll highlight a couple of things of why Anthony Richardson's completion percentage was 53.8% in his 13 games as a starter for Florida. And they'll make those pitches to you as why his 
completion percentage is not necessarily him being inaccurate and gives hope for the next level. I'm not so sure. We'll discuss more next year on Football Full Circle. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Ben Stevens. We are back on Football Full Circle. Joe, it's a full house here in our Midtown Manhattan studios at SportsGrid. Our good pal, our college football today cohort, Kevin Walsh, was live in studio sharing some thoughts on what we're discussing here from the NFL draft perspective. Now, Lisi, I want to dive back into one thing with Anthony Richardson, and I think the odds are fascinating in telling this tale. He is minus 150 to go number three overall. But, Joe, again, the Arizona Cardinals have the third overall draft selection at this moment. So why, Joe, do you think AR is minus 150 to go number third? To go number three, excuse me. There's gonna be there. There can be a potential team that reaches up and, and trades with Arizona. I mean, the, we don't know what's gonna happen. Obviously, from now until until the draft in three weeks, a team like Tennessee, or, or you never know what happens. I mean, you know, we saw AJ Brown move in terms of draft day last year. Everybody was shocked about that, right? So there is the potential to have a trade, a trading of picks, a trading of players, where a team that's quarterback needs right now reaches up and trades with Arizona and if Arizona is not going to give up that much in, in terms of draft position in terms of if, as long as they could stay maybe in the top five or, or top ten they might do that I mean why did you sign Kyler Murray if you had so many concerns that is the situation why did you throw 400 plus million at the guy if he's not your quarterback for the next five yeah. or six years right I don't mm-hmm. understand these decisions that teams make Kansas City did the same thing with Patrick Mahomes because they knew he was the face of the franchise for the next 10 seasons and they wanted to yeah. lock him up if you had yeah. that much many concerns about Kyler Murray you should have let him walk same thing with Lamar. Like I don't, I don't understand what the football mentality is in terms of throwing money at these guys, but then having concerns about their ability to play quarterback on the next level. Just makes absolutely no sense to me. 
Certainly so. And there are some issues right now with Arizona and how their front office has been doing things here as of late. Their owner, Michael Bidwell, reports coming out about a toxic workplace, a system of harassment that he has run in Arizona, and allegedly, Joe, some cheating that has been going on or had gone on in the last two years when Steve Kime, former general manager who orchestrated that contract extension for Kyler Murray last offseason, was suspended by the National Football League because of DUI issues off of, obviously, the NFL organization, but still things that happen outside of the workplace, still suspended by the National Football League. And Michael Bidwell, the owner in Arizona, allegedly told other front office executives to use burner phones to be in communication with Steve Kime. So the Arizona Cardinals organization is one component of this. But I do not anticipate, Joe, from the NFL draft perspective, Arizona really parting ways with that third overall selection. The only way I think that could happen, Joe, is if the Colts sitting there at four fear somebody behind them, trading up to either get Will Levis or Anthony Richardson, whoever that quarterback is they believe in, and trading with Arizona to leapfrog them. But I'm not so sure, Joe, there is that legitimate concern. I don't see a team later on in the draft trying to move up to three, maybe the commanders. Maybe that's a team, Joe, that would look to go back and get a quarterback if they really feel they can move up 12 or 13 spots in that NFL draft order if they are infatuated. And that's what it would take. You have to be enthralled, obsessed, infatuated with this prospect, whether it be Anthony Richardson or a Will Levis, to move up to number three and give up all the draft capital that would take. So I just don't really understand that price, Joe, at minus 150 for Anthony Richardson to be the third overall selection, the third quarterback taken. Fine. Well, the third overall well, selection? I don't get it. I mean, t- Tennessee's at 11. We can't say that yeah. they wouldn't trade up, right? I mean, That's, I mean, That's a good point. That's another good team, yeah. I, I mean, New England? I mean, you know, uh, uh, here's the thing. What We don't know what those teams, like uh, New England, are they going to keep Matt Jones? The, the rumors about them reaching out to Aaron Rodgers? I mean, uh, no matter who they take a quarterback, you need wide receiver help. All right, so address that and then get back to me. You know, is, is Tampa Bay in, in the market? Are, are they going to go with Baker Mayfield throughout the rest of his career? They need a, ba- a backup. You know, they need somebody to, to supplant or, or, or uh, per, you know, uh, take after uh, Tom Brady. I mean, come on. Uh, you tell me. I, I mean, Minnesota's another team. I mean, how long will Kirk Cousins? Either he's the guy or isn't he? He's, he threw a ton of money at him. You don't, you don't have a Super Bowl title. You couldn't even get a playoff win last year, and that was with Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson. They try to go Kellen Mond, so do they go for a quarterback, knowing that, you know, Cousins is on the way out? It's possible. Do they reach up and grab him, though? I mean, that's the thing. I mean, right now, if I'm Arizona, I can't look quarterback. What is it, What message does that send if Arizona drafts a quarterback? But if they trade out with a team like Tennessee from 3 to 11, eh, maybe if you're going to give me value and maybe potential players, Tennessee's in a, in a must-win situation right now. They, they, they have to win now. Derrick Henry's not getting any younger. Yeah, I know. I agree. And and Tennessee would be that team, Joe, that you would think maybe they trade up and maybe there's some benefit there and letting him play, that being Anthony Richardson or Will Levis, a year behind Ryan Tannehill. I'm not so sure that's the case, Joe, but you're right. That's a team that could be in the running to do such a thing. Now, Lisey, 
I think it will be really interesting to see how that all plays out, though, and what exactly we have here moving forward. Now, as we keep it rolling here, Joe, to some other NFL draft odds, because we focused a lot on the quarterbacks, rightfully so. It's the most important position in the National Football League. And C.J. Stroud's price, by the way, Joe, to go number one overall has moved even more since we started talking. It's minus 120. Bryce Young is now even money, plus 100. Joe, there's some odds on favorites around the board in terms of positions. And the first player at said position to be drafted, Jackson Smith and Jigba, minus 175 to be the first wide receiver off the board. Dalton Kincaid has moved to the odds-on favorite, minus 120 to be the first tight end drafted. Paris Johnson Jr., minus 145 to be that first offensive lineman drafted. And Will Anderson, Joe, minus 400 to be the first defensive player drafted. Also, Devin Witherspoon out of Illinois, the first cornerback drafted in this NFL draft in 2023. Joe, how do you think that all plays out? Is there anybody there, any of those positions that you just heard me rattle off, where you think the odds-on favorite is not going to be that guy, not going to be that player to be the first one drafted? Well, the one I go to, and it's shocked, but I know Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech is definitely a game changer. Yeah. And I know he's there with Will Anderson. He's 8-1, to one, but I know scouts love him. You have to watch him play because the kid plays with an absolute motor. I know I'm biased to Texas Tech and Joey McGuire, but he was the main cog of that defense. He definitely translates to the next level. It comes down to what do defensive coaches view him as, right, on the next level? And what do they view Will Anderson? I think that really fit really comes down to when you look at both of those players. Because if I'm looking Will Anderson, Tyree Wilson, I don't think they're that far apart. Tyree is probably, I think, a little bit bigger, especially with the wingspan, 6'6", around 270 pounds, and a legitimate defensive player always around the football. I think Will Anderson is more that tweener, too. Look at his body type. He's not as big as Tyree. Tyree Wilson. So, eight to one, I'm willing to take a shot. I'm willing to take yeah. a shot. I love Will Anderson, and I still think he goes second or third overall. But I think I think Tyree Wilson is a player that could be that guy that comes out of nowhere into the top three. It's an interesting thing, Joe, because I did see a couple of mock drafts this week. I really did. I saw a couple of mock drafts this week that had, like you mentioned earlier in the show, the Texans focusing on defense at number two. And instead of drafting Will Anderson or even Jalen Carter or any other defensive player, it was Tyree Wilson was that guy that they selected to be that first defensive player off the board with the number three overall selection. He is 8-1 to right now, tied for the second-best price behind the heavy, heavy favorite in Will Anderson at minus 400. We've seen a lot of movement in a couple of these markets. In fact, the tight ends, it was going to be Michael Meyer, the tight end out of Notre Dame, who was going to be that first Tight end selected, or uh, Michael Mayer, excuse me, at plus 130. Now it's Dalton Kincaid who has become the odds-on favorite, the tight end out of Utah. And just a couple of weeks ago, it was Christian Gonzalez, the cornerback out of Oregon, who was going to be that first DB taken. Now it's Devin Witherspoon. But both have a minus money price, minus 105 for Gonzalez, minus 125 
for Witherspoon. Joe, the cornerback out of Illinois, in my opinion, should have won the Jim Thorpe Award. That would be Devin Witherspoon. He was sensational, led the country in PBUs, in plays that were defended last year. I think he's probably one of the best backs in terms of that secondary in this NFL draft. But it is interesting starting to see some of these movements here, even in these markets, Joe, as we get closer and closer to the draft. Yeah, I mean, Witherspoon's interesting as well because we talked about it all year about Illinois, right? They were holding opposing quarterbacks to 47% completion percentage in like week number 10 of the college football season before they played Michigan, right? They had only allowed, I think, a 1.3 touchdowns and had like recorded 20 interceptions on the year. He is a dominant defensive player now. The problem, I think, that, you know, when you look at defensive backs in terms of the Big Ten, are they challenged from a wide receiver perspective? Don't knock me on that. It just comes down to a fact. Do you want SEC caliber speed or Big Ten speed in terms of the secondary? I personally like Joey Porter Jr. I think he could be utilized in terms of different formations. He could be utilized as a nickelback a little bit more. I like the way he tackles. He stepped up in big games at 20-1. to I take a shot on him in terms of the cor- the cornerback position. Kincaid is interesting in the sense of he could be utilized as an extra blocker because of his size as well and Utah's ability to pound the rock. Keep an eye out for that. That is always uh, an eye in terms of teams utilizing tight ends on the next level. Do they want a Travis Kelsey type slash Gronkowski or do they want a strict in terms of route runner like a Noah Fant in terms of that type of situation? Yeah, I love Dalton Kincaid. I think he's an absolute stud when it comes to that tight end position, and it does not surprise me now to see him as the odds-on favorite to be that first tight end selected. I'm still looking forward to, Joe, in a couple of days here, I think as we get closer. Again, we're under three weeks away from that opening right night of the 2023 NFL draft. Those draft position prompts where you really get a true evaluation of when these players might go and teams based on need or prospect evaluation that might be interested in these prospects because it will be interesting Joe to see what Devin Witherspoon's draft position is 10 and a half something probably in that range to be a top 10 pick Will Anderson certainly a top 10 pick but where is Tyree Wilson could that give us a correlated market Joe if his draft position prop is eight and a half are we now all of a sudden thinking, all right, he's a top 10 pick, and based on how we slot things out, knowing how many quarterbacks we expect to go early and often in less than three weeks in Kansas City, maybe it is Tyree Wilson that starts to make some sense as that first defensive player drafted. It's all about using the correlation of the odds, Joe. As we get closer and closer and closer to the NFL draft, as the smoke screens start to dissipate, perhaps, that we can find our value come draft night that Thursday, April 27th. Yeah, I mean, you're going to see players start to be on the move. I think another player in terms of the wide receiver position that gets all the hype is Zay Flowers now from from Mm. Boston College. Scouts and GMs are in love with this guy. Productive? Uh, I don't don't buy the hype, though. I don't think he's worthy of of a top 10 selection. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it all plays out, Joe Lisi, as we come back for just a few more minutes on football full circle. Joe, I'm going to read you a tweet that I shared out yesterday that caused a little bit of a stir in Big Ten country. Stay with us on FFC. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... 
No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Ben Stevens. All right, Lisi guy, a few more minutes here on FFC. So I shared this tweet out yesterday, Joe, as I was under the weather having a day off from the Sports Grid Network. Watching the Masters, thinking to myself, things are just too quiet right now. Let's cause a stir. So I shared out, Joe, my early 2023 Big Ten football power rankings. In divisional order, Big Ten East first, Big Ten West next. Here is how I project the season to look like. Here are the teams I think are going to factor in to how the conference plays out in 2023. Some were like, those are end-of-year standings predictions. Those aren't power rankings. It's the teams that I think are going to be good. All right? Here we go. Starting in the Big Ten East, Joe, 1 through 7. Penn State 1, Michigan 2, Ohio State 3, Maryland 4, Michigan State 5, Rutgers 6, Indiana 7. Joe? What do you think of me having Penn State as the best team in my power rankings in the Big Ten East? I don't have a problem with it. I mean, solidified at the quarterback position, Allen and, and Singleton in terms of the running backs, heavy offensive line, defense is good. They're there. They're going to be there with Michigan and Ohio State. Ohio State has quarterback concerns. And at the end of the day, the way they were progressing from the start of the year to the end, as long as they can run the football and put two halves together against Ohio State and Michigan, they have a very good shot at 20-1 to to win it all and, more importantly, win the Big Ten. Joe, I I mean, obviously I agree with having Penn State there, but most of the people that were mad at me were Ohio State fans, rightfully so. Based on pedigree, I can understand. Ohio State has owned Penn State in that series, and until that changes, Penn State can't be number one if Ohio State beats them and all things are similar throughout the board. I really do believe, Joe, there is an opportunity next year atop the Big Ten East for Penn State, Michigan, and Ohio State all to have one loss in conference play, all coming to the other. A lot of people made the comment about Michigan's returning talent. No doubt. Michigan might be ranked number two in the country. I have said that multiple times. I just think Penn State, if there is an opportunity to finally break through that glass ceiling, Joe, in the Big Ten East, this would be the year. That does it for Football Full Circle, live right here on the Sports Grid Radio Network. He's Joe Lisi. I'm Ben Stevens. Have a great weekend, everybody. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.